But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the time. It's the dip. Hello everyone, this is Brendan. Welcome back to the Dismal Tide. This is episode 724. We're uh, Mike is about to say something, but if I don't stop talking, he can't. And those are just the rules. Now, oh, fuck, I we, fucked it. I it's, fucked it. It's December. We're in the holiday spirit. Our uh, Mike Whalen will tell you. You could get in the Discord and join the holiday cheer uh, channel, and um, you could you could see all of us uh, uh, vacillate on uh, how we uh, whether or not uh, the holidays are good. Um, I I've uh, you know it's so like pathetic when I think back on my entire life, and I don't know if pathetic is the right word, but I think back to like probably. Whenever I was old enough to start getting embarrassed about like people doting on me and buying me shit like I was a kid. So probably like 15 or 16 where you start like looking around being like, this is pretty frivolous. Since then, I don't think I've been in the holiday spirit for this time of year once. I love this shit. Um, And I've I am really uh, I'm I'm held back by work. But um, the uh, uh, the the holiday spirit dismal uh, uh, dismal uh, discord channel. I screenshotted uh, Mike saying on on November first, I'm leading the charge to embrace the Christmas spirit early this year. We all need this. And on December fourth, saying I'm doing a heel turn on Christmas. I'm going to send Christmas into the ground. I hate the holidays now. I just, you know, it's so expectation came, came of back buying around. things and just like any sort of build up to one particular day is not something I really enjoy. I don't like the over commercialization of it all. There's no reason I should have to listen to the Mariah Carey Christmas song 70 times between Here's the November. Thing. I'm and- living in, I'm living in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. And as such, I don't go anywhere or do anything that would, uh, uh, lead to me hearing that song. I had his on at work constantly. I had a bet with my coworkers. We have like an over under or just like a closest to, uh, how many times we're going to hear it in the gym because like when I'm just there or like when, before like the proper like sub eight-year-old kids get to the gym at like six or five like I'm in control of the stereo and then this like 24-year-old 25-year-old coach we have takes over and she has I to me the most normy like bullshit tastes ever she's a wonderful person but like she watches she's a Disney adult she listens to top 40. She's never heard of anything that I like. And just like, <laughs> I'm serious, like anything Nirvana. I don't know any other shit. I don't know like, what that is. I have you ever, and just like, not even like, have you seen Pulp Fiction? It's like, are you aware of who Quentin Tarantino is as a person? Not that that's like a big thing of mine. That's something I like love, yeah. love, but like, you know, movies are, his movies are important. They're very I, good movies. I do love Quentin Tarantino. No I'm tired. I'm tired fucking of these people idea on Twitter. Who he is. No fucking idea who he is. Not even like, no, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. It's like, Pulp what? It's like, what are you watching? I, it's just like, She's very nice. I like her a lot. She's really great. Um, but just like not somebody I could foresee myself spending a lot of time with. <laughs> She's just like there's no common ground there. Like adults without we talk we've talked about this before, maybe not on the pod, but just like you know, it's not it's a pretty well beaten path. Like Disney adults, I don't care for them. They oh certainly not. I mean, it's it's, it's a mess, and it's a whole family of Disney adults. I I just don't. 
every time I start to say, I don't know how you make your whole personality about the most popular like thing in the world, except that uh, my favorite thing is soccer. soccer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So like, what am I going to claim that I, that I, that I like it better than they do? But I don't think you make your whole personality about soccer. I, how no. often are you still doing the thing where you have to explain four different like things to somebody before you can get to the story about soccer that you actually I've wanted to tell? I stopped doing that because I realized it took me a long time. But that whole thing about how your brain's not fully developed until 25, like I, I had until 30. And <laughs> um, like if if I really know at this point, due to some like good sort of gentle guidance from people, um, yeah, you, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, telling me that uh, if you have to give like six minutes of backstory about why you're going to tell this story, it's not interesting. <laughs> so, and and I've I've gotten really good at sort of like of picking my spots. Also, I have more people to talk about it with now, just because it's more popular. Like, I think that was part of the issue before. Is that like sure in, in 2008, there's no one in my life that I had to talk about these things with, so I had to like just keep giving backstory. Um. Now people generally know or I get to talk about it or if something is actually interesting, I can get to it fast. Um, I've given myself like I, I like 15 seconds is the cutoff thereabout. That's yeah. No, that's good. I I just like I remember so many times from high school, not even fair to you to bring up high school, but I'm going to where I think you would just like explaining, um, which is funny because you. Yeah, you've been talking about the thick of it for years, and I've still never seen it. Um, but it couldn't have been the thick of it. I don't think I got into the thick of that. that which is the movie, right and which is the show? In the Loop is the movie, but that still came out in like 2011. Oh, okay. Then I don't remember what you were, but I just remember you like explaining some British sitcom to me, and just my brain glossing over, and I just had no fight. Like you said, it was well, like one no, of the yeah. You have no context what? for it, like None. but but None. like that's. But I also sort of realized what what uh, maybe what happened was not enough people were doing it back to me. And I think over time, more people have started doing it back to me. And I started just going like, oh, my God, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing, like not knowing doesn't mean that you don't necessarily like you can't don't care. Like, I mean, if you can make something interesting and funny, like quickly, uh, like uh, tell me about anything, you know, uh, but but. Like that has to that's it's a skill in itself. You can't just start talking about whatever you're whatever uh, you want to talk about. You got to you got to make sure you got to make it interesting for the other person. If like I can talk about like um, if I want to like talk about soccer, if I'm trying to force the conversation there, I could talk about how Gary Lineker shit himself at, at, uh, <laughs> at Italia 90. And he wiped his ass in the grass. And, and that's funny. It doesn't matter. Who you are. He, he went to reach his hand out to pick him up and he then he looked up and he said, I shit myself. And you see him this hand retract. <laughs> and see, that's that is that's a universal study. Anyone can enjoy that. I did a bit in that when I was doing stand up, um, uh, talking about how uh, as the soccer guy in World Cup years, um, people want to like ask you about like, well, what do you think? Like, who's good this year? Like, I want to know, like, like, I want to know. I want to be able to like, imp- like talk to my friends about it. I want um and I just said, all I, all I want to tell anybody about is that Gary Lineker shit himself on the field. And was he the one who like started just like doing the dog in the carpet thing to the grass? Yes. Yeah, very he's lucky. Good. It was, he's lucky it was wet. It wasn't raining. Uh, yes, but yeah. he 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 made re- he's 
he's owned up to this many times over the years. And actually, just the other day, was tweeting about. I think basically, like I, I think there was like some clean water bill that was getting rolled back in England, um, and uh, and he said, uh, "It is like I know this may seem crazy given my like uh, 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 willingness to defecate in public, but I don't think we should be uh, flooding <laughs> a bunch of uh, toxic sludge into rivers." <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, that's me. I'm the shit guy. Paul Pierce should lean, lean into that a bit as well. He should. Well, I think he slowly he's, is. He's unwilling. He's he's not willing to admit. That. No, he admitted it. He's talking oh, wait, about he, it now. Yeah, he's definitely admitted it now. Within the well, last six months to a year, he's like, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I was hurt and. Shit it out my doo doo ass. Yeah, pooped pooped his butt pretty good. Well, no, he said no. Didn't he just say something about how like why am I gonna like sit down there and smear it? Like why am I gonna rub it in? No, what do you mean? Did He's he, definitely he, like admitted it. Paul Pierce. Was he just, shit was, he just was he just denying rubbing it in? Rubbing it in. What do you mean rubbing it in? I gotta find the quote now. Uh, the infamous wheelchair game. He's denied. He he definitely yeah. There he is. But in 2019, he finally clarified what happened. Something went down. He said, and I had to go to the bathroom. Assumed by many, they'd implied he had a poop-related incident on the court, but now he's confirmed that his undies were stain-free that game. Oh, never mind. Oh yeah. Okay. See, now I see what you're saying. If you poop yeah. your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? Right. It does if you're saying. worried that there's shit stains on the back of your pants. Correct. That's when it makes sense. Gary you Lineker gotta, like, was wearing England, your uncomfortable minute and a half of wheelchair ride. Versus... England were wearing dark blue shorts uh, that game. Lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> in an interview with Michelle Beadle at The Athletic, Pierce questioned why he would get into a wheel like <laughs> shit. Michelle Beadle, a beloved reporter, asking this, this and he's got to give this canned response. If you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair, said Pierce? I would walk back there and go straight to the bathroom. Why would I need a wheelchair if I pooped my pants? You didn't sit down. You don't sit down on your own poop, right? It doesn't make sense. That's I just really love that he had to say that out loud. Right. He's like, listen, uh, put yourself in my shoes. Would you sit down in the shit? I got to say, like, if I shat my pants and somebody's like, you want to like a wheelchair you to the locker room if you want, like, yeah, I would absolutely take that wheelchair ride. Oh, yes. 100%. 10 times out of 10. Yeah, look, I'm not walking with this. He was wearing compression pants, I think. So I don't think he had to worry about any uh, leakage. This, I mean, like, uh, professional runners talk about this about how like they don't really deal with shitting themselves um, because they sort of train that out of you like it, it it absolutely does happen the whole like runners trots thing like it's it's very normal it's never happened to me because I generally don't run far enough that like it would be a problem um, but um but I did after I ran the half marathon. I did have uh, a real bad diarrhea at Mile End, the uh, 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 the famous uh, Montreal deli down um, down in Brooklyn. Oh, you had to go to a deli bathroom? No, I was already in there. I was getting uh, uh, some uh, 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 some pastrami. Do you remember the the nightmare bathroom that I used to frequent at one or two in the morning at the organic deli on Freeman? Oh yeah, 
There's this. It's this deli. I have, a, I, have a, I have a video of it somewhere. And it's, I do. You in, too. It's you in the background just going like you're just like, it's wild, right? It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so disgusting that this is a bathroom that like any employee would use. Like, let yeah, alone I don't me. Think, no. Yeah, th- th- that I don't think you were supposed to be in that bathroom. But the fact that they would keep it that way for themselves is troubling. Yes. It was you know how many sandwiches I've eaten from there loads. Me too, because it's the only place making hot food after midnight in our immediate area. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, they opened up. They reopened the um, uh, the deli that was at the corner of uh, uh, Manhattan in India closed down and uh, they're back now. Um, they're, they're pretty good. I think their grills on uh, 24 hours a day. And the guy behind the register, I've been in there at a, a bunch of odd hours. It's only ever the same guy. He's got relentless jokes. That's good. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah, just walking into a vaudeville comic. Yeah. No. So this this deli, I'd walk in. You'd walk in, and it was like a pretty normal, like kind of rundown New York deli. And you'd go to the back along the beverages. And then you'd go to like that room that most of these places have where they they're keeping like the 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 beer in storage before it goes into the fridge. And then through there, and I don't even remember the first time I saw it, maybe Bilal showed me. But there's just like this tiny door and you go in and it's this small bathroom and there's flies all over the place. Everything is wet. Everything is dripping. Everything is covered in trash. And you just like go in there and just, you know, pee. And then I remember the one time. Like I'd been going in there and every, it was just like I would go to pub quiz and I'd get home late. So I, and I wanted like a chopped cheese before I went to bed, a horrible dietary sort of thing. But it's what I wanted. Um, and then I remember the one time they changed it and it just like because there was a drain in the middle of the floor. And I guess they like rerouted one of the water pipes and they put a shower head in uh, like a detachable shower head for completely indiscernible reasons. Like the only way I could imagine why they would need a shower head openly dripping into the trash. (laughs) 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 Which is so fucking funny to me. A shower dripping into the trash is because at the end of the night, they just like hose down the entire room. (laughs) Like a, like a fucking stable. Yeah. That, uh, I remember on, on YSP, the kid, the kid crush show. That when they when YSP was getting their new studio, that they were adamant that they what they really needed more than anything else was a drain in the floor. <laughs> for for whatever awful radio shit that they were gonna get up to. <laughs> I we have a drain in the floor in one of the uh bathrooms at the gym. The the boys' bathroom is a big drain in the floor. And every once in a while, like stuff will come up, not like up through it, but like smells will waft through it, and then you just gotta drown them out with a big bucket of water. Yeah, and I always get a kick out of dumping a buck of water through the drain. It's, I always enjoy it's it. A, it's a very groundskeeper willy thing to do. Yeah, it's very funny. I'm just like the lobby kind of smells. You're like, oh, I gotta get the bucket. God oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I um, I went to uh, uh, Anna Maria the other day for the, for the first time in a long time. The pizza place that's at the corner of North Seventh and Bedford. Okay. Um, and, uh, speaking of guys, uh, who are just like, um, like too good at their job at like, a at like working at a pizza place, the guy who is just sort of taking orders and handing them to people at Anna Maria is 
uh, I, I, uh, I said this um, on uh, on Twitter the other day. And I said, like, I, I don't want to be like one of these like eight million stories. Oh, my God. People like talking about like over romanticization of like um, of New York and that. And it was like the guy who is working at Anna Maria at 3 a.m. on a Saturday has way too much energy, has way too many jokes, has like way too much skill <laughs> for like he is just you were meant to fly, friends. You were meant he's to just fly. like like just like barking stuff at people like 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 uh just relentlessly uh just like always just adds um uh, uh several like decimals onto every number it's something seven dollars like seven thousand like and like hi ah, just but, but like relentless not like unflinching you know uh and he has the way that he the wrist action that he is doing to pick up paper plates to put pizza on them and then to slap them down on the counter i don't understand it's so violent and like nothing is like getting messed up, but like he's he's really he's flicking his wrist so hard and just coming away with shit like a, like a frog's tongue would reach out and grab something. <laughs> That's funny. I was at this deli near my house the other day and uh, I something happens with me when I like when I get into like spots like that where like I'm working with a deli guy trying to build my meal whatever i want to be in and out with as little muss and fuss as possible i want to be the model of a good customer i'm trying to do anything i can to make this go as quickly as possible like i'm not going to ask a million questions you know and i guess that that brings out like people wanting to like tease me and i never i always miss the joke because i'm trying to be like you know i wasn't i was looking at my phone i'm just trying to I'm just trying to eat, man. I don't need this. I don't. So the one day I go in, the the first one was I think a few months ago down in Maryland when I was golfing with a few of my buddies, and we go in there and we got like they, they have those new like newish like canned Arnold alcoholic Arnold Palmers. They're pretty good. We were drinking those in the golf course, so I went in and I got six more. And the bartender's like, "You should try out the Tiger Woods," and I was like, "What?" I what's what's the difference? And he's like, it's the same thing, but darker. And I still like didn't get it. And I was like, I, I think I'll just stick to the Arnold Palmer, man. <laughs> and the guy at the bar was like, he was fucking with you. Did you not get that? And it's like, oh, you know what? Uh, I would have gotten that. I'm just being like, I don't really care for that. I don't really need that. <laughs> it's not really my kind of joke. <laughs> exactly. And then the other day I was at the deli and the guy goes like, oh, card's not working. And it's like, OK. And he held on to it and it's like, you just want a different card and give you a different card. And he's like, well, it says here we're supposed to cut it up. And I just look at him. I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, it says here. If it, it, the cards declined, something's wrong with it. We got to cut it up. I was like, I looked at him and I just like stared at him. It's I was like, I, you can do and I, I said to him, I was like, you could just give it back. Like, you don't have to cut it up. I don't, I'll cut it up myself if I want. And he's like, no, I'm just kidding with you, man. He thought I was going to cut his card up. Like, dude, just give me my fucking chicken, please. Like, I'm trying to be a model. I never, I for me, never joke with with anybody, really. And um, I I did the other day. A guy came in and he had he had like a pretty specific name, like um, uh, and he had like an order for pickup, and and uh, he gave his name, and uh, and. I, I grabbed the bag for him and turned around and, and he's just like, you don't see my ID. I'm like, uh, I'm like, you're the, uh, I'm like, look, look, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, there, there's not a lot of you. <laughs> I think I said something along the lines like that. And he's just like, I'm, what? I'm the, I'm the only customer. Like I'm, I'm the only person ordering stuff. And I'm just like, 
it's not worth it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to explain the joke. I'm just not going to answer. <laughs> this is not, I'm not here to educate you. Sucks. I, uh, I, I don't mind guys like trying to keep it light at their jokes, but like I said, like I am, well, let's be real. If I'm going to a deli near my house and I haven't cooked for myself, I'm, I'm probably kind of stoned and just not ready for it. Uh, I can't go anywhere high. If it just, I just need laser focus, like a hat and sunglasses and just like, I would like the chicken with two sides. The sides are rice and whatever. If you ask me any questions that deviate from this, I have to sit down. (laughs) I have come here with a very specific plan. Um, No, I I went into Eastern District really high a few years ago. And like there was a woman doing a tasting there. And I I come in and she's like, hi, would you like to try my tapenade? And I just went like, huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. no 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 like i i would i used to get high and go to the grocery store and i would just i i, I would just be in there for an hour and just <laughs> like this sucks I, <laughs> i'm not i'm not even picking anything up <laughs> I, yeah they always say like don't go to the grocery store high because you get too much food and that's not even it you'll no, just get like the, the wrong the t- food you're gonna get the wrong things yeah, You're gonna and come it's back very frustrating it. to have to deal with that for You're a like week. I got all these Portuguese rolls. I don't really I don't think I want them. <laughs> it's like, why did I think I needed a quart of chicken stock? What the fuck is wrong gonna, with me? I'm not gonna get around to this, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I, uh have you been watching any sports? I I had football on, on Sunday and I've been doing like a loose follow of the Sixers, but really I haven't been like that intensely like sports heavy lately. Well, the Knicks are terrible. I haven't really been paying attention to basketball. And every every time I go back to New Jersey, my dad just goes, "You, uh, you keeping up with basketball?" And I say, "Uh, not I'm like, well, you know, keeping up with the Knicks." He just goes, "I'm not." And just like, "I don't know why." You- <laughs> Thanks, Dad. But he's constantly just reminding me he's not keeping up with basketball. Won't even entertain the idea of hockey. Just no, no, couldn't. Uh, hockey doesn't even exist to him. My dad um, only really watches he his thing for like a solid decade now. And to be fair to him, the Phillies have not made the playoffs in a decade. So like, of course this happens, but he'll always say to me, whenever I turn the Phillies on, they're winning and then they're losing. Like as soon as I turn the game on, somebody hit a home run and they'll be losing. So I don't even watch anymore. Cause I'm like a, a jinx. And it's like, you know, I don't know if that's you. I think that's historically bad bullpens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, and no. he watches the Eagles and I had to like talk him off the ledge on the Eagles early in the season when they look like a bit of a train wreck. And I was like, dad, I, you know, you got to wait on this one. I don't think they're going to be as bad as you expect. And they're not. And they're not. They, uh, they've, they've, they look okay. Um, they're not good, but they're, uh, they're not, terrible. they're not good. There's but like, like, you look at the team, they got stuff to work with there. The, the teams that they're going to be like fighting for a playoff spot, like, I think the Niners are the cream of that crop a bit, like of the six and six and slightly below teams. Yeah. Of the in the hunt teams. Yeah. I, but like, are the Eagles significantly worse than the Vikings? No. Uh, and, and they don't have the benefit of like a few drafts of like stars. Like they never got Dalvin Cook. They never got Justin Jefferson. Although that is one of like the bugaboos of Philly sports radio lately. Um, since they drafted Jalen Rager, they drafted Jalen Rager over the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson is an absolute superstar. And Jalen Jefferson is on his way to becoming the best receiver in the league. And like, he's going to, uh, and Jalen Rager might be off the Eagles next year. Like he is, he is maybe a number three 
at best, like a bad three receiver on a team. They I fucked it big it. time, to be fair. I got to do it with like some 16-year-old Vikings fan uh, and, on Twitter. And I believe that just, somebody was mad about, sorry, just before I forget, that they drafted like Kenny Gainwell or some shit like that over Dalvin Cook. Now go ahead. Dalvin Cook is 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 very good, but he's very uh, fragile. He's getting injured constantly. Um, uh, I, I got into it with uh, some like 16 year old Vikings fan that I that I took the bait on. He's just like he's like, remember when every Cowboys fan was saying C.D. Lamb was better than uh, than Justin Jefferson, like LMAO. And I just I'm like, who? <laughs> I'm like citing. I'm like, cite, uh, cite your and I love C.D. Lamb, but like statistically, even I, I know that I, I know just watching them that Justin Jefferson is better and his numbers are better, not massively but they are I think, better i think they're of a tier i think they're um, close enough to each other just, it was just like yeah but justin jefferson, justin jefferson is, is one tier higher than cd lamb right now but i'm just like who was telling you that cd lamb was better and he's just like everyone is like i don't have to show you shit <laughs> and, <just> like, <laughs> and, uh, and i just i i forget i, I kept on telling him that i was going to take what he was saying as a, as an uh, i was going to accept it as an apology and he's like, I'm not apologizing for anything. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's like, well, I accept your, yeah, I accept your apology. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm not apologizing. I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's just like, to me, like, well, it, this is where, like, the sports arguments get very tedious to me. Where it's just like, who's better, Justin Jefferson or CeeDee Lamb? It's like, you'd be happy with either. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, who cares? Like, the difference between the number one rookie wide receiver and the number three rookie wide receiver when they're both, like, pro bowl caliber is like, shut up. Doesn't matter. If the, the Cowboys, if you just made that trade right now, neither team would be different. Not particularly. Um, CD, CD's on his way to being the Cowboys number one, um, which is, that's why you give you, they, they give you the number 88 jersey. It's, uh, that's part of the deal. Um, Amari Cooper hurt his team more than anybody except for uh, Henry Ruggs this year uh, by not getting vaccinated and then missing two games with COVID. I'm in the rare spot in my uh, dynasty league. I have to, I'm going to win and in to the playoffs game next week against a division rival. Uh, my first year in the league, I made the finals. And this is in like 2016. And in week 17, there was a, I had Melvin Gordon who was on the chargers at that point and was a very good running back. And I had, and my opponent had Keenan Allen and there was a play in that game. I lost, I ended up losing the finals by about five points. And there's a play in that game where Melvin Gordon is busting. What looks like it was about to be like a 45, 50 yard touchdown run. And like completely like for no reason, seemingly just like coughed the ball up at the 20 to no contact or anything. He was just running. And the ball just dropped out of his arms and Keenan Allen scooped it up and scored the touchdown. And that was like the difference maker for me in my championship. And now this season, I have Keenan Allen on my team. I believe he is unvaccinated. We're heading into a win and win and end game for me. And Keenan Allen is now in health and safety protocol. Uh, you know what I just heard of the other day, though, just getting in front of that. The union had to play a semifinal. With 11 players out on COVID, including starters. Six, six starters that are missing. NYCFC uh, got That's just in. not good enough. You got to delay that game. That's fucking bullshit. It's a playoff yeah. game. That's fucking... That, I would be so MLS, mad. These MLS playoffs have been so, so stupid. 
they're what all just they're 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 on just random days sure, okay, no one I'll... knows no one knows when they're happening it's yeah i'll just give you ca- that it's I didn't chaos know. there's been um uh every team that had a first round buy there was also an international break baked into that so they had three weeks off before the playoffs even started for a bunch of them and oh. uh, uh all every team that had a buy but one lost how many teams got a buy Four. um i think 14 teams made the playoffs this year so it have to so be i think two. S- uh, uh more I, I think or was it six uh, i think six i think six okay. had a buy so they make their so it's four so and five then, five okay. of six teams with a buy lost because they had three weeks off. This happens also every year at MLS playoffs that it they uh that there's there's a two there's two weeks off in the middle of it because of the international break. It's just like it, it if like can you imagine the Lakers having to play without AD and LeBron in the Western Conference Finals for three games? Like they wouldn't do that. No. No. Absolutely not. If Tom Brady got COVID the week of the NFC championship game, they would play the game on a Tuesday or something. But that, that's also the, the reason that the that playoffs in soccer, when you play 34 games. Yeah. What do, what have you not proven through 34 yeah. games? I mean, it's it's not a balanced schedule, but like this idea that like what people say, like, well, you got to do it when it matters in the playoffs. And just like all I ever hear is that every game matters. It's the, the biggest test and, and the, like, especially in, in basketball and baseball, the, whoever has the best re- regular season record is the best team. That's it. Yeah. 82 and 162 games. Yeah. Like, over what have you not over proven? Over 162 games. If you win 108 of those, like you're the, you are the champion. Yeah, all of, no, all of those playoff teams are correct if they want to be pissed about the Braves winning. They barely yeah. backdoored their way in, um, dog in a dog shit division. Yep. And you know, we good play, for them. We, they won. Our, we we both played our part in that. Yeah. Yeah, I I really been enjoying the Phillies articles lately. That kind of trickle down, just like despite having an MVP and a Cy Young uh, runner up. Uh, Phillies find themselves exactly back where they were last year with no bullpen, uh, a frontline starter and a couple good offensive guys. Uh, yeah, I was so I was a little annoyed yesterday when I was making that gumbo. I forgot to buy a beer. You're supposed to put a nice beer in there, like half a one. Uh, and I just it, looked around. I don't have any beer in my apartment. I really just got don't, I really don't drink like at all anymore. Yeah, you got to drink. <laughs> I smoke weed, you know. No, I get that. I, look, uh, I it's I exhausting. Had a, Makes me burp had, a lot. Yep, yeah, uh, I had a realization during uh, you know the sometime early pandemic, which is that if you're just sitting around drinking and waiting for the fun to start, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> and it was one thing, you know, when we had a ha- when we were living with five people in a house, and the the house was always something of a, its own sort of party, um, and obviously me more than others, uh, uh, generally speaking. But um, the, uh, you don't need you don't really need to drink at home. Uh, yeah, I live by myself. I'm drinking at home right now, but I, I live by my yeah. It, it, no, at our old apartment, when there was five total people living there, like if you just walk downstairs with a beer, you could go have a chat with somebody. And like me, I'm yeah. all by myself here. Like, who am I gonna? You know? Yeah. I uh, well, I. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to justify my my choices here, but I listen. I stayed late today. I'm done after two. 
I'm going to drink these two beers while we record this, and then uh, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> mm, I was just looking. I don't want to watch Great Iron Heights this week. Do you? No. When have I ever wanted to watch Great Iron Heights? Uh, I know, but, you know, if you had said, yeah, we should do it, this is the show. I couldn't we're gonna get... watch. Uh, we're going to watch. We're going to start watching full films on this show. I still want to do, I really loved the premise of that podcast. And I've, I've like brought up a few, I brought this up a couple times, I think to you definitely, but I think even on the show, but I really enjoyed the premise of this podcast that I discovered because like, I forget some other, maybe like one of the YKS guys went on or something. Uh, the Star Wars minute where they just take the Star Wars movies and they just watch them one minute at a time. And then they talk about that minute with like their guests and some episodes are like 40 minutes. Most of them were like 20, 25 minutes. And I've been wanting to do that with like something. And I just can't find Mike. Uh, it's something that Mike will watch. The last one, I didn't realize the Tom Brady thing was not like a documentary movie and it was a series. We'd be watching that for two years. You're absolutely right. Um, I, Man I think in the I, arena. Yeah, I wanted to watch. I forget what else I've wanted to watch. There's like been a bunch of stuff where I've been like, you know what else would be good? We should watch a minute of that a day. Mike, what do you think? It's always like, I know I'm not watching a minute of Ted Lasso every episode. I want I really, really want to do a show about commercials. Like sports specific commercials or like commercials that play just commercials. commercials. I I think I, I don't. This is an untapped market. Everyone watches commercials. Uh, everyone's aware of commercials. Uh, a lot of people uh, really don't like commercials. Some people really do like commercials. They quote them at family gatherings. <laughs> Fucking psychopath behavior. But I uh, I pulled my mic in closer now, so I'm sounding a little more sonorous than I uh, typically would. Now, um, the I, I found one guy like reviewing commercials but he was doing it from a like serious like marketing perspective so there was actually like industry insight in that and like that's not what i want i want to i want to talk about who's got a fucked up face who am i sick of looking at i want to talk about how in the t-mobile commercials that woman who like um there was that like uh, uh who couldn't understand what was happening on the phone call because she had a bad connection so she wore like that renaissance fair outfit to the that dinner yeah but now like she is a reporter in another T-Mobile commercial. So like, what the I don't, fuck? I don't buy into that sort of flexible reality. <laughs> I know that there's sometimes like, um, especially shows like law and order or something like that. There are people who like played like a victim and then end up coming back as like a detective. Yeah. Um, uh, Rollins from SVU like uh, that, that happened with that actress. She was on the show as like a, a suspect or a victim or one of them, a special victim even. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and then she came back as a detective. So she uh, uh, played entirely different characters on the show, but it was probably several years apart. But in any case, the same woman in the T-Mobile commercial. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I suppose it's possible, right? That. This is why she switched to T-Mobile. Maybe she always was a reporter. That's possible, right? Like in real life? No, in 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 the reality. In, in oh, the okay. You're trying yeah. to, yeah, and then, right. yeah, she was a reporter. Then she was going yeah. on a job interview, and she got some bad, you know. 
Yeah, the other that was the one where like it's cutting these out. T-Mobile commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the same one. The, 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 there was the one with uh, uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron and Aaron Judge, and uh, Stanton was asking just like, "What do you like? Uh, like, what what do you do to like get out of a slump?" And he's just like, "I just pretend it's little league." He's just like, "Just think of it." And um, and it was all like uh, sort of crunched. It's like I just go to little league and crush those hitters. Um, or it was every night I go to a little league game, crush those hitters, and and just like, why would Giancarlo Stanton have time for this every night? It's baseball. Where does he <laughs> so think Aaron want, Judge is? Yeah, where does he it. think Aaron Judge is going? They are, they spend every day together. <laughs> They're best friends. The games life. are at se- the games are at seven o'clock. How could this happen? You want a cohesive reality to your commercials. So how do yeah. you feel about, I mean, the biggest universe in commercials are either Geico or Progressive. They are yes. the most like established. How does Progressive do in establishing their universe? They uh, they actually do a pretty good job. That's that's all very consistent because it's all like branded entertainment. You know, it's like the, there's not T-Mobile hasn't get, really given a fucking thought to this for a second. And I'll tell you another T-Mobile has also brought in my least favorite person, Paul Shear. They have. And uh, I, what's her name from Community? Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. That's it. Yeah. And they have Paul Shear cast as like a football coach in the one. It's he's like, come on. He, he's just every, he's just he's so annoyed. His entire shtick just is so grating. I can't imagine. I don't like find him that grating. I, I just don't need it. Hate you know? him. I, I don't hate him. My back I, off. My him, brother's but, favorite dude, podcast I hate, in the I world. Don't, I, I do not like looking at him at all. And that's a huge part of it. Is that I think he's really frustrating to look at, and so is his very good friend and person who's in been right, who right. his entire career is intertwined with him, Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas is also impossible to look at. Really, I I can't stand him. Really ugly, bothers I, me. I think he just deeply. needs. To, I, I think he'd be a very handsome man with a bit of grooming, but I think I yeah, hate looking at him. Um, the, uh, casting Paul Shear, who's been cast his entire life, is like skinny twerpy weasel as like football coach motivating he troops. usually plays like hyper confident like smug guys like pickup artist guys like yeah guys just like how did he get that girl damn yeah except for him but, in the league where he was like an uber twerp yeah well i've not seen the league because i i i what number one is a show about a fantasy football thing i'm just like i'm not interested i'm not touching this shit that we're watching a minute of that at a time like every every actually everybody in the league uh, I, I do not like um what's his name the guy who lied about being in the world trade center on 9-11 there's the guy with red hair right uh reddish yeah, hair yeah I, the name. main the the quote main character and his wife are fine pete and his wife uh jason manzoukas i don't really need what's his name from big mouth I don't watch any of his stuff. Um, Paul Shear, well tread territory there. But I did watch the league. I've seen everything though. So like I I um I was back I'm, when I watched comedy shows. I did I not met, anymore. I just watched Star I, Trek. I met Progressive Jamie uh a few weeks ago. At work? Yeah, he came in. He's probably a sweetheart. He actually couldn't have been nicer. It's a a a very uh a very polite man attentive father he was there with his two daughters yeah i I mean honestly getting cast for a progressive like progressive commercials would be the dream 
Like, you're not, like, a real, real actor. You're not not, but, like, you're not in TV shows and, like, movies and shit. But that's, like, good for you. You're spending way less time out. You probably have, like, a month of, like, holding a schedule. Maybe two weeks of holding a schedule, and they'll shoot like thirty commercials, and you won't have to work for a while, and you're making royalties. Yeah, and and all like you do have, you do have to put to one side where if you were just like, you know, it's not. I, art I remember there's an episode of Extras where like Ricky Gervais's character is talking about how he wants to be Robert De Niro, and he's just being told like, who gets to do that? Like who gets to be successful and also be happy with what they're doing? Like, why do you, yeah, why, you like yeah. who, like, who are you to even ask for that? <laughs> and, um, it's true. Yeah. You have and, to be so successful. To and and that's the thing, like, uh, progressive Jamie, uh, like he's talented, he's funny, but like, you know, it's still just like, you're still like, but even then the, what you're doing is you're selling insurance. I mean, <laughs> but like, he's still like, yeah, he sells insurance, but he's still like, He's probably open to other projects. He's been typecast a bit for sure, just like flow. So like they probably can't get much else, but I don't know. I don't know what else, what they're up to, but like I and what you're doing, like, I don't think you can really call that like art. And you like to think that some of these actors consider themselves artists, most of them, I'm sure. And like these guys do, too, in the progressive commercials. But like this isn't art. This is not what you're doing is is art, unfortunately. But on the other hand, they probably make like what do you think they make like 250 $300,000 a year? Like I would do that. Yeah. I, I think for their, their, yeah, I, I would say you're making Flo like, probably makes know, more. She probably, you know, you're making some sort of like, uh, you know, uh, some like you're, you're making like investment banker money. Right. Um, like to, to, to probably work. I don't know what, I, there's a lot of how many hours, like, probably how many hours in there a month. For a- it, they're probably in there. I mean, we'd have to talk to one of our friends that we know that does this sort of thing. But like, I can't imagine they're shooting one commercial for longer than two days, like one thirty-second spot. So like, you go in. We got a new idea. Come on in for two days. And like, there you go. Here's your forty thousand dollars, and uh, enjoy your royalties. Sounds great. It fucking sounds great. Yeah, I I mean uh, it. The new progressive, no, the new State Farm commercials are pretty rough. See, my uh, problem now for this commercial talk is that I watch most of my sports on mute. Well, with like music. Now, I, uh, I don't need to be told what to watch by a stupid announcer. I can do it all by myself now. I know what's going on on third and seven. Shut the fuck up. I watch, uh, I, I watch, um, I, I just, I, I, I love cable television, I love live television. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, despite hating basically all advertising, like I obviously have a lot to say about commercials. I think about them a lot now. And I, I remember, um, on an episode of Roderick on the line, Merlin Mann saying, um, talking about commercials in general. And he's like, and I, and I don't want to sound too like Catholic league, but I, I don't want this in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and and that is how I feel about a, a lot of it. But um, I've um, I turned on um, something like, but not necessarily QVC a few weeks ago um, because I was uh, I, I'm 
was disinterested in whatever. I was probably watching like some college basketball game and just saying like, there's nothing I care about less than this. And, um, and I just saw like Shaq's air fryer was like the name of a show. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Tell me about it. Oh yeah, baby. And I was just like fascinated by like whoever, like the technical director of, um, of the, the Shaq air fryer infomercial is because you've got like, it's happening live. You have two people in studio. You have your host and you have your chef. And, you know, she's showing her all, uh, the, all of the different things the Shack air fryer can do and just going like, and look at that. And you can see, look, and like the crust that you can get on this, like it's, it's that sort of thing. And they're doing these, you know, very sort of like sultry close-ups of things that have come out of the Shack air fryer. And, but just like talking relentlessly and like, at what point does does the person doing the technical directing does he say like all right and now back to the mac and cheese like when like like when just like how does he decide when people are bored of looking at these two women talk and we have to go back to these shots of the steaming mac and cheese and someone is like folding a spoon through it you know like and, and things like that and just god when that woman's saying just like and like and Shaq wouldn't put his name on something he didn't believe in <laughs> Yes, he would. That's all he does. <laughs> Do you think that Shaq has the general insurance? I don't think so. I, I think I you know what? Probably no, I bet, I bet he does. I bet it's on. a. I bet he has it on a car that he doesn't use. <laughs> I think there's a, a car cars that he has that need to be insured so that they can so that they, God forbid he ever needs to park it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> anything on the street in 20 Jack years. is not parked Shaq probably has a six mile driveway I but I do have to say the most annoying commercials to me that are on the air currently are the USAA Gronk commercials every commercial I've talked about is insurance this Gronk? is a fucking pathetic country it, it is um uh well it, it's also I mean car insurance uh it's the law that, well it's the law they have health insurance no they rolled that back um but whatever um, it is the law that you have to have car insurance and everyone has a car. Um, so I guess it makes sense that this is the most prevalent form of advertising, although there aren't that many veterans. So the idea that like, so that there are so many USAA commercials, it is odd. It, it, it is odd because I feel like if you're eligible, like part of the commercial experience should not be at immediately shrinking your market size when Gronk goes like, can I have USAA insurance? Yeah. It's just like, why, why even like, show me this? Yeah. Like, well, uh, hold, it's, slow your it's, roll. It's, I know you like Gronk, read, but you know, put the spit back in your mouth, you know, on un, <laughs> roll your tongue back up, you know, Kevin Garnett says it in uncut gems. It's like, why would you show me this? If I couldn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want to watch USAA well, commercials? If well, I can't have, well, Rob, does, do you, did you serve? Did your parents serve? Well, no, you can't what? have also, the insurance then. Yeah, but his his uh, delivery somebody, in those commercials really fucks with me. I really well, fucking it, hate Gronk's delivery. It's because he because his traumatic brain injuries are genuine. Yeah, I think that he should qualify as a veteran. Like he's he's, he ba he's yeah, it basically is. Like what's what's the difference between Gronk and someone who survived a roadside bomb? Very little. They both <laughs> <laughs> they both contributed as much as they can to society. It's already over for their country. Gronk? They should they should pay troops what football players make and football players should get paid what the troops make. 
damn, I bet there'd be a lot more troops and a lot less football players. And you know what? Is that wrong? No. By the I way, if, good. if if all the if if the troops were millionaires, can you imagine how much people would hate them all? It's just like, can you imagine how resentful everyone would be? Well, you and I, where we grew up, there was a military <laughs> base like very close to our, our town, and our town would have just constantly been flooded with two door Mustangs and Chargers, and way more than already is. Like, because now, like a nineteen or twenty year old gets that first paycheck after he's done with uh, basic training, and like they get like a signing bonus, and they get this, they get somewhere close to like ten, twenty thousand dollars. The amount of Ford Mustangs sold is incredible. My brother bought a Ford Mustang with his as well, and you, you quadruple that to a hundred thousand dollars. And every there's going to be there would just be so many Teslas around. It'd be so I just, insufferable. Just imagine, like if if every one of the if all the troops, like everyone at Fort Dix started driving Mercedes, like AMG GTs <laughs> like that, <laughs> that would, uh, and they're like, just constantly just like crashing into telephone poles and shit. I, there's a lot just, of like these uh, fucking rich, these rich troops. They think they're so, they think they're hot shit. Well, Oh, what you think? I couldn't have signed up for the army. I, but I, I couldn't, I had a family. The, uh, a lot of military families uh, go to the gym I work at. Um, so I support paying the troops like uh, like professional athletes because a rising boat raises a rising tide raises all ships. That's right. You know, that's how I feel about that. Um, also pay me a, like a troop. Wait. Pay me like an athlete. Pay me. Yeah, pay me. Pay me like whatever. More than I make now, but I don't want to do a lot of extra work. Should though. go without saying. Uh, I got it. You know, it, it, Rob Gronkowski. If I were him, I also wouldn't want. To, he's also in like a a commercial for like sweatshirts or something. Um. Uh, th- there's some clothing thing where he's like, uh, where he plays a wildly different character, where he's like this, uh, very like smooth. He, you know is a rich successful nfl player like what like uh you know walking around him like back like in the tunnel and shit in the locker room um and it's it's odd that these commercials can air back to back where he's just like this drooling idiot like yelling for his mom to find his football pants you know uh in in one and that's actually that's a t-mobile commercial actually um i did see somebody say um that you know rob gronkowski uh begging to get a preferential treatment from uh, a, a veterans only insurance thing is is not realistic but aaron Rodgers, um being constantly furious with an insurance agent because of perceived lack of preferential treatment is actually very realistic. That is very realistic. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, no preferential tre- treatment or just like, yeah, again, per, yeah, other per, people perce- can perceived, la- perceived right. lack of preferential treatment. How's, uh, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers given a couple weeks of like distance from that thing? You know, he's going to win the Super Bowl, so. I don't think they will. That coach is a loser. Now, LaFleur, he's going to win coach of the year. Everyone's talking about him, coach of the year. He's a loser. He's going to blow it. There's just like, I feel like I'm okay at the eye test of like what coaches can be winners and what coaches 
can cannot be, and I don't think he can be a winner. I, I'm saying it right here, right now. And the Packers have the easiest road to the number one seed in the NFC of all the teams fighting for it. But I think Matt LaFleur is a loser, and he blew that game against Brady. They were probably going to lose anyway, but, like, he fucking punted. How are you going to punt there? What an idiot. Everybody in the stadium knew what he should do, and he's the man getting paid to do it, and he didn't know. Matt Matt LaFleur getting his pants pulled down. uh, The the Sean McVay effect, the wave will properly break and roll back. And we're going to start only hiring coaches in their seventies. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I'd enjoy that. Uh, I old man NFL coaches always fucking rule. Like I would be so mad working for Tom Coughlin, but like watching him, like try to manhandle a bunch of twenty-two to twenty-eight-year-old African American, by and large African American men into Levy, like being twenty minutes early for meetings listen, is so fucking funny. Listen, dude. It's just I love Tom Coughlin sitting there saying to Plexico Burris, if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. And if you're late, you're fired. <laughs> Marv, like, Shut the fuck up, dude. Marv Levy is 96 years old. I don't know who old. that is, or I don't remember who that is. He was the Bills coach uh, for all those Super Bowls. Oh, okay. I was he went to he four. went to all he went to four in a row. I was four for that. I don't I didn't remember his name. Listen, I don't I was four. Huh? Marvel Levy served in World War II. <laughs> Gonna read his stats now. Um, oh, I'm reading the is there though he was known to use historical examples to inspire his teams. Levy corrected those who used war and combat metaphors to describe football games by telling them that he actually fought in a war <laughs> and that football and war were in no way comparable. Referring to the Super Bowl, he said, This is not a must win. World War II was a must win. <laughs> Yeah, that fucking kicks ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they lost. That's why he lost. That's why they lost because the cowboy, because the 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 Giants and the and the Redskins and the Cowboys. I think those are the three all the the three teams that beat him, right? Um, all of all of them, uh, all believe that this was that this is. This is Omaha Beach. The Buffalo Bills are Hitler. And Marv Levy is just going like, I, I, I knew Hitler. It's like me talking to the <laughs> nine-year-olds before they compete. Is like, listen, you don't need to be nervous. If you fall off the balance beam, you're, you're going to go home. Your parents are still going to love you. They're barely going to talk about it. It doesn't really matter. Marv Levy giving that to a bunch of like 25-year-olds. <laughs> She's like, no, they're not going to cry. You can, you can amp up the pressure on these guys. I think they can handle it. Not like Harvard. Uh, gra- got a graduate degree from Harvard. That's the dream, baby. Anyway, Marv, Le- if someone, the Cowboys need to hire Marv Levy. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I accept that. And I'd also like to say that the Lakers should have to hire uh foreign, uh, Allen Iverson's former coach, Larry Brown. Is Larry Brown still alive? Oh yeah. He's still alive. He was coaching at SMU. I think he might still be coaching at SMU. He was shake Milton, the uh, third string point guard on the Sixers coach at SMU. Um, Larry Brown, Larry Brown still uh, 81. Still coaching, right? Brooklyn zone. I, I, uh, I also one of the, one and of I the also feel disa- like one uh, of the many disastrous uh, Knicks coaches. I forgot he was a Knicks coach. That was after the Sixers stuff, right? Yeah, it was 2005, 2006. Yeah. 
Um, uh, he is currently an assistant at Memphis, the Tigers, not the Grizzlies. Um, yeah. As why? And it's why? Like, why is he an assistant? Yeah, why not just he? Yeah, he was the SMU coach for four years. He went to coach in Italy for one. Realized the. 78 years old like what do I need? It's like I why don't i just shit. go home i could i could just go live there i don't um, know maybe he's not maybe he's really mismanaged his finances well i uh, well maybe his finances sure. by the way i, I mean Ra- i think Ra- that, like back when the him- nba back when the nba draft was was just a stupid amount of rounds he was this he was a seventh round pick oh wait i'm sorry no no never mind never mind that's when there were no teams he was a set. He was a seventh round pick, and he was the fifty fifth pick overall. Uh, okay, I guess there was like ten team round, ten teams. Yeah, that's why. The, all right, so it was actually necessary. But even then, how many fucking spots were available on any of these teams? Why you gotta Why you gotta pick fifty five guys? If there's ten teams, there should be like twenty picks. And even then, half of those guys are gonna get cut. Hey, I don't know. Uh, he was, I enjoyed him as Alan Everson's coach when I was a kid, but like looking back, he didn't all of like the dog whistling around Alan Iverson. He didn't really help with. No, absolutely not. He didn't. He tried to, he tried to get him traded at one point. Mm, yeah. The year before Alan Iverson won his MVP, there was, he was like almost traded because of his bad attitude. And you know, it turns out Alan Iverson was right. And superstars are much more in his mold now. Um, then they would then the previous mold of what, like, what's the Pistons point guard's name? Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah, much, much more in the Allen Iverson mold than the Isaiah Thomas mold. I actually don't know much about Isaiah Thomas as a player. Um, I mean, I know he was quite good. I know um, that I don't Isaiah know Thomas like, personality was wise. I don't know anything about him personality wise. He's a player. prick. He was a dirty player. He's a prick. Uh, he was, bad, he was bad correct. Boy Pistons. He was correct to be as mad as he was about being left off the dream team though. He was correct to be very mad about that. He was, he definitely belonged on the dream team, but none of the guys wanted to play with him, which Isaiah is so Thomas, fucking funny. That I, rules I, that Michael Jordan I, and Larry Bird are going like, but not, not fucking him. He's but I know that he has, he was maybe, maybe the worst coach in NBA history when he was a Knicks coach. I forgot. Um, he, I forgot he coached. The he Knicks. also had that like sexual harassment scandal, and they didn't fire him. They just like stripped him of basically <laughs> all responsibilities. And like, um, actually, I I think credit where it's due on this. Uh, I I believe it was on Mike and Mike, and 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 Greeny just went like they got him working on the Penske file. <laughs> <laughs> and, like they, they did. That's what. The, that's what he didn't have it. He was still employed. Like, I think they wouldn't fire him because they would have to just write him a check. So they just made him just keep on showing up. But even though they even though they probably could have fired him with cause, I'm sure there must have been some clause in the contract that said that, like, if you sexually harass enough women inside the building, then we can fire (laughs) you and we don't owe you shit. Although perhaps not. Maybe James Dolan is not that thorough. I uh, just now that we're talking about the Knicks, I really I just like was kind of reminded there. I think just like the image of like Isaiah Thomas walking through MSG and like harassing like like servers and like people pouring beers just kind of reminded me of uh, Spike Lee walking through like the basement of the Knicks 
and getting like thrown out by Jamie. You remember when he when he when he was trying to like go in through the back door when the president of basketball operations changed and they were like, no, we're not doing this shit anymore. Get his ass out of here. <laughs> and he was just kept going. Everybody's like, I'm Spike Lee. Like, why do you why are you yeah. throwing me out? Yeah, I, I just like like the juxtaposition between those two. Just kind of like imagining Isaiah Thomas walking through the wall, the halls of MSG, like just slapping people on the ass and like just being an overall prick. I don't know why I, I enjoyed that. Thought. I have uh, said forever that the loudest booing I've ever heard in my life and probably will ever hear was when like at the bottom of the the Isaiah Thomas reign as Nick's head coach. Um uh it was Nick's Pistons and we went and it was when we got tickets in the FedEx box because uh uh Jesse's dad got to uh get us tickets as a important FedEx man. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh FedEx gave up that box and you know what left the company. I'm not saying that's why he did it. It just it's it's a coincidence. It's worth talking about. Um, he so we're sitting there. I'm like 19, sitting in the FedEx box. I insisted on wearing a suit. I I wouldn't Hell have gotten yeah, slapped. In, I would I would not have gotten slapped in the face by my father Donald Trump because I did wear a suit to the luxury box at MSG. Was that and, a thing? Uh, Don Junior didn't wear a suit and he got slapped. He didn't wear a suit to a Yankee game. And he got slapped in the face. <laughs> The Yankee game. <laughs> they play 162 of these things, man. And um, keep saying that in the entire episode. And uh, they, you know, are doing like reading out everybody's name, doing the, all the introductions, all the players and all that. And the stadium PA announcer just goes, uh, Nick said coach Isaiah Thomas. And like the place explodes booing. But how quickly he moved from saying Isaiah's name to like just like Nick said coach Isaiah Thomas assistant head coach just like to, <laughs> to try to like cut it off like he wasn't just gonna let it echo and like, it was the, the subtle dark arts of absolutely deafening people wanted him dead the subtle and dark I, arts of like in arena announcers and how to like keep the team's spirit up while I have I my I have my ticket stub from that game and like, and I, the picture of Isaiah Thomas on the ticket stub. And it, it just says like, it has his like nickname on there. And it just, looks like the architect. I'll put it up. Uh, once yeah, once we're done here, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. Uh, well, the funny you should say once we're done here, because I believe we're done here. Yeah. I got to pee. Yeah. Well, it's been a good hour. Uh, fun little show. Tidy little, um, tidy little tide for you this week. Let, uh, 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 we, I have not discussed it with you, um, but but uh, we did it last year. I'd like to do it again. Dismal Tide Christmas Party. Um, what I did we do say, for that last year? We just had like an we open just, policy. We, said, we posted a link and just said, uh, everybody, uh, just show up. Right. Uh, it, it went all I right. Think, so we could do that Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do that in two weeks. The 22nd, the 23rd. We'll get we'll we'll narrow down the date. I don't want to do it on well, obviously we're not doing it Christmas Eve. I'll be traveling. We're not gonna we're not gonna tell people to get on Zoom on Christmas Eve, but um 21st, 22nd, 23rd, we'll see what works for people and everyone's invited. Um right, you just get, on, get in the Discord. You get on you'll you get a get link. On the, you, yeah, you, if you're in the Discord, um you're invited. Uh we will post a link in the Discord, people show up as they will. Um I think we got up to like eight people last year. It somehow 
actually, I, I think I ended up getting too drunk and I haven't listened that Brendan also released it as part of the controversy about whether or not we actually hit a hundred episodes was that Brendan split the Christmas episode into two because it was about three hours long. Right. I couldn't um, upload it. Otherwise it was too big. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing has lingered over my head for two years now. A, a year. Just shy of one year. But in any case, oh. um, that, that will be happening in two weeks. So you have time to prepare yourself again. Join the discord. We'll let you know which day it is. I won't. All right. Well, my, that's on like, I'm uh, taking my foot off the gas, you know, All not right. for well, me. In, in, not any case, for me. I, in any case, I do genuinely have to piss badly. So I'm going right. to go. I'm going to end this uh, Zoom call as well. So goodbye to you as well, Mike. Goodbye to our listeners. Goodbye to everyone. I'm going to play see online poker. I'll, I'll see everybody at the Christmas party. Oh, I forgot to say, because you got to piss. Now I got a captive audience. I'm back in online poker. We'll talk about it next week. I love it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone.